Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Poodle, is someone at the door at Southern Charm? Michael, it's time for my medicine. Come and listen to a podcast hosted by some queens Talking about folks living way above their means They all live in Charleston where the booze is always flowing And we know too much about them all because of Andy Cohen Bravo, that is Southern Charm Sweet Tea Well, Cameron is the sweetest and Austin is a tool Shep can be a jerk, but Chelsea's really cool Craig is playing lawyer, Eliza's playing games There's a lot of other blonde girls, we forget their names Madison, Heather Lynn, Skimbleshanks. It's Sweet Tea, the unauthorized Southern Charm podcast. We can't go on and on We're suspicious. We're suspicious. We're suspicious. We're because I love you too much, baby. We don't know the words to that song, but be sure to watch Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, who's spot. Oh wait, no, no, they're not sponsoring this podcast. They're not. They're not. But people, I had. I don't know if I want to see that movie or not. I had a high school friend. Excuse me. Acquaintance. Okay. Uh, I don't. I'm. St- Wait. I'm, I don't know what that means for you. Do you mean acquaintance, like somebody you don't know well, or somebody from high school you fucked? She's not my friend. Okay. Okay. <laughs> she, okay. 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 I keep her on my list to remind me of what life was like there. So you don't ever want to like move back. Yes, and mm-hmm. because it's a source of entertainment. I get that. I have those friends. Yeah. So she posted or reposted something that someone who left the Elvis movie because they took the Lord's name in vain. And especially a man like Tom Hanks, who they've liked every movie he's ever made. Wow. And then they're encouraging people not to see it now. Wow. Y'all, we got so many problems in this country. Wow. It's just like, God, what what you must. Get off the cross, we need the wood. (laughs) She's probably a lot of problems with that statement. So is Elvis already out? Yeah. Oh, is it getting good reviews? I don't know. It's... All over the place. He just looks hot. He's getting good reviews. All right. Uh, 
the movie is getting okay to bad reviews. Y'all, this is Southern Charm, but we're going to talk about Elvis a little bit because it's more interesting than this episode. Uh, <laughs> I will say I want to see the movie because... And the episode's called Suspicious Minds, episode two to season eight. I have no, in- I have no inclination to see the film. Um, the only thing that I kind of would want to see it is, um, have you been to Graceland? I have not. I, I think as a musician, yep. uh, and you're way more of a musician than I am, but even like the little bit that I have, I, and just as a person, I was overwhelmed with how much and what he did, and I just, and I felt, I we know about it, but we didn't grow up in it. Yeah, and so Actually, they did. My mom was a big fan, so I did grow up in it. They, we should take your mother. I was born. Uh, I was born t- like two days after Elvis died. Oh wow, your name could have been Elvis. It could have been it, like EJ on days days of our lives. Elvis Junior. God, he was hot. Is it still the British one who's there, or is He's it a different not- one? They he's come back from the dead several times, okay. and now it's a new actor. Of course, <laughs> I will say, for some reason, just talking about soap operas. For some reason, my TiVo was stuck on Korean soap operas. I couldn't change it. Oh, and I just sat there for like thirty minutes and watched it. And I remember when I was in China, there was nothing to watch at night. A lot oh, of times, some, okay. especially when we'd be in at night, mm-hmm. and I would start. I would. I was watching Korean soap operas, and after a while, you kind of, even though you, I did not speak Korean. Shock! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> I don't speak Korean. No, not a word. Uh, but bulgogi. <laughs> um, but, What's that mean? But, that's uh, be, bulgogi. Like bulgogi place, like like a meat. Oh, beef. okay. Not familiar. Come on, you've had Korean food. I have, but not bulgogi. You have. You just don't know it. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and if you've been if you've been Korea barbecue, you've had. Bulgogi. Okay, then I've had it. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, or like bibimbap. I've had you, bibimbap. Yeah. Okay. So it's, a, you, it's offensive. I can only speak Korean and know the food. But anyway, you could. After a while, they they communicated where they were by their clothes mm-hmm. and their facial expressions. Mm-hmm. And you understood this, and I was saying, I was watching it one time, she's like, she's faking that pregnancy. (laughs) (laughs) And I got invested in this one that came in on like Channel 4. It was all across China, they show Korean soap operas. So they're a big thing there. Oh, they're a big thing in all of Asia. Really? So they're just not in the U.S. anymore. People, people, you mean soap operas? Yeah. Uh, People, people, the Koreans... Uh, watch them here um but yeah soap opera well for us soaps are nightly things there's like i guess that's true yeah so they they are over there too but they they still consider them soap operas ah um it's the same kind of plots but i there was one reaction that i always loved from the person that would go oh So I, that, I started doing that in, in China. Oh! <laughs> when something would go wrong. Oh! Where are we? I don't know. What happened? I just... I anyway, just, go to Graceland. You see the... Where are we? I you agree. See the, you see the amount of Elvis' work, and it, as a musician, it's moving. Okay. I will say. I will I will make a trip. Take next mother. Time, next time we go to Memphis. Take, let's invite Mother Poodle and let's hear that story. She was a big Elvis fan. Ooh. She, she said, don't like fat Elvis, though. Cool. 
Take that as you mean it. I'm sure That's we a have direct a lot. Quote. What are Elvis fans called? Elvers? I, I think they're just called Elfheads? people who lived in the 50s and 60s. Oh, boomers. Everyone was. Anyway, y'all come at us. My if father's you're a eh, friend. I really never liked him. You know who was a big Elvis friend was Heather Harris. <laughs> Heather Harris. She loved, she came as Halloween that's one a, year. That's a little him. strange because uh, generationally. Well, she looked like Elvis. <laughs> she gave, Stop it. No, because she had the dark hair and she kind of has the nose like, and you know, her mother, you know, Mrs. Harris, Mrs. Harris was a singer. I don't know if I told you, Mrs. Harris studied opera and went to school at Southeastern with Reba McIntyre. So, Poodle's just looking at his nails, y'all. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to finish. <laughs> anyway, though, but she was in Elvis, too. And so Heather Harris talked about how the sexiest man to her would be somebody like Elvis. And we never understood it. And she would sing Love Me Tender or it's some type of Elvis show at all the talent shows. But she would sing it like Elvis. I feel like there's a Welcome to the Dollhouse style film to be made about Heather Harris Horn. Maybe. Well, it's not or, Horn anymore. He died. But I think it's now Heather Harris something. The trucker who is into cross-dressing? She is her ex-trucker. What well, He was into cross-dressing. She messaged me about it. Yeah. Uh, normally, I wouldn't speak about it publicly, but he's dead. So, <laughs> I think it's okay now. But uh, I don't think she listens to the pod either. I should show you. I should show you the video because she she said she, you know, we did a version of Cinderella in middle school. I think Please, I, told, I no. told you. Please, no. And it, the, the, the songs, you could not use the, the other songs. No, it wasn't Rogers and Hammerstein. It was written by somebody named like Gary and Sheila. <laughs> and it cost like $5 was, to get it, the rides. It was Schwartz and Dupart. Yeah, like there was a talking dog named Spot. <laughs> It Stop it. it! It was, yeah. This must have only been in Oklahoma. <laughs> but, well, it's so, <laughs> but it, uh, Heather Harris played the role of the fairy godmother. And so her song was, it was very vampy. You, you've told me this, she, but, but I, I didn't ever told you she tried, she told me she imagined being Elvis. So the way she sang it was very like, oh I'm the fairy godmother from fairyland. I work for the great fairy queen. And she would go, uh huh. She embodied, and she wore like this satin dress. And when we left, my grandpa, my mom's dad, said, Matt, who was that teacher playing a godmother? And I said, I said, Grandpa, I said, No, Dad, or Grandpa, that was Heather Harris, my classmate. Well, good God, she's got a womanly body. I thought it was a 40 year old woman. She's, Almost hit on her. She's got a womanly body. She did, though. We have to move on. <laughs> I am begging you, please. I didn't expect to go I here. can't. I, I really should not have went into Korean soap operas. It was your fault. <laughs> it is my fault. I will admit that. Yeah. This my is... grandpa watched it just went, oh. So, this is Southern Charm. <laughs> Did we mention? Where, how far are we in? Nine minutes. God, I, I will say, I, I'll tell you why this episode kind of made me worried a little bit that okay. I'm already a little checked out. Okay. Because something kind of hit me why I was having so many problems caring about the storyline. That, especially, number one, the two storylines that are happening here, kind of concurrently, are <laughs> the shame game that's happening with Craig and Naomi by the entire cast who can't stop talking about it. Yes. I uh, can't stop talking about her, talking about her, talking about her. That's a great Betty Hutton song. You know what? I don't. Never mind. Again, I have to keep moving. Even I'm <laughs> distracted. 
Wish she was yours. Uh, Betty Hutton, y'all. Check out Betty Hutton. Although she got really crazy in her older age, but. Everybody is really into this. I feel like you're going to be angry at me when I say this. I'm already angry at you. Bye, y'all. By the way, announcements, y'all. Come see us live. Go to our link tree links. By the way, Ronnie from Watch What Crappens is Austin going to show. It's going to be our guest on the Austin show. And the Reigns from Pig Royalty are going to be we there. We got to email them. Um, but uh, what if they say sorry? We can't just come. Came now. We just had a baby. We just had a baby. Or yeah, Cammy just, Cammy had, just a baby. had a baby. But no, Ronnie is going to be on our Austin live show, and we are gonna we are gonna be watching Southern Charm until then because Ronnie's gonna be talking about it with That's us. That's true. So I have to watch it at least until then. So I think we can. I'm okay. To, but anyway, come see us. Go to websites down again. We're getting hacked. But look at our link tree. Go to our link tree link on our Instagram. There you go. You said something was. I was angry about something. I said, oh, <laughs> I, so I haven't seen Stranger Things yet. I haven't seen season four yet. I haven't, I haven't either. any of them. I'm, I'm, I'm behind. But everybody keeps talking about like this resurgent of, and playing like Kate Bush music. <sighs> Who's Kate now, Bush? You are trying, first of all, you know who Kate Bush is. Oh. You're trying to wind me up. No, but I don't. What does she sing? I don't know what she sings. Are you real, are you dead serious right I now? I swear to God, I don't know who. Swear on your. I, I swear on my nephews, I don't know what songs are associated with Kate Bush. <laughs> Where's my knife? <laughs> what can I throw that will cause the most pain possible to your person? And people keep showing pictures. I'm like, who's that? And they then they say that's She's Kate Bush. She's fantastic, British singer songwriter. Was she famous? Yes. In the 80s? Yes. Okay. And the 90s. Did she sing songs underground? No. You won't know any of them. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) The most famous one is Running Up That Hill that they... But if you were a little queerling like me, Uh some hot guy you dated was obsessed with Kate Bush. And then Uh. you became obsessed with Kate Bush as well. Oh. And like Hounds of Love is a big song. Uh, She did the duet. If you remember Peter Gabriel, Don't Give Up. Don't give up, cause you have friends. You don't give up. I think I remember yeah, that. Yeah, that's Kate Bush. She has this crazy range. Really? Um, yeah, this like high all the way down to low. Well, I'm glad I brought it because maybe other people don't know and they can discover her. We'll discover her together, y'all. No, the world, the world at large <laughs> knows. the The funniest thing is her single shot of running up that hill shot up the charts, and people were like, "Who is this Kate Bush?" I thought she was related she's to like Sophia who's, or no. the woman who's on today, who's related to George she Bush, is not. Laura, or the daughter. That's that. I was going to say that is his daughter, not some a woman who's related. Yeah. To him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty close relationship. <laughs> no, if you don't know Kate Bush, I would. Definitely recommend you get the at least the greatest hits and go into okay into that. But uh, I, 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 own a, I had a place in my mid, my probably my late twenties where I went nuts for her. Okay, um, it's a really great album called well, I, Ariel. Too. I think you're gonna like then Stranger Things four because I think they use her a lot as a soundtrack of the show. I just know they're using Running Up That Hill. That's oh, that's I think the, they're using more, but I could be okay. Wrong. No, I I could be misspeaking. It's happened before. Anyway. Okay. Thank you Southern for making Trump. me angry. Why are you worried about this season? Besides the Craig and Naomi yep. thing that we can't stop talking about this. Yep. It's, it's the Vanita, Catherine, Leva, Caleb, why can't we be friends with everybody? The thing about this is, y'all, 
last season, if if we still think, let me, let me posit something. If we we called Catherine out for obviously racist language, racist things she had said, yeah, uh, and and things like that. If we're not content that she has apologized for that and moved on, why, why are, are we, we still ha- at, or and if if we do not think that. Why is she still on the show and why was she not fired? Yeah. This is a, that that's what hit me this morning. And that's why it feels feels like we're going through the same motions. And it seems like sadly Vanita has been tasked with being the one person who's there to remind the cast about that. It does feel like that. And it's like and I I I liked a lot of what Vanita had to do. And then Vanita jumped down Olivia's throat later on. It's like because she mentioned Catherine. And it's like, why are we still doing this? If she was if if we still think she is still gonna say racist things and unrepentant, fire her. Yeah, I agree. It's, Agreed. It just feels like it really just feels like you know, Jake and I don't we try not to cover a lot of reality shows where it's clear that people are being paid to be friends mm-hmm. because that feels inauthentic. It's why we don't do a lot of housewife right. shows because clearly a lot of them are not friends. They're at, cast. At least that is, re- that is rooted at in the, a comedy sometimes though. Yes. Like Salt Lake. It's none of them are friends, No, but it's, but they're it's all kind of fucking, funny and weird. And they're all fucking clowns and they're dealing yeah. with religion. And so that's interesting. And I know that that's happened in other yeah. housewives as well, but it's, but it's also like why, like, Selling Sunset, they're not friends, but there's like a total camp ridiculousness totally. to it. Yeah. So there needs to be that extreme for us to kind of be on board. If there's Here, not authenticity, yeah. It's all being played real, but it's so clear that none of them are friends anymore. Yes. And none of them want to be around each other anymore. Yes. Full stop. Right. So it's kind of like then why are we right. here just to cash a check? I don't believe that Austin and Craig really are friends anymore. I think as, as apparently on the show, they still have their podcast together, but I think they're doing it just to, to make get money. a check. I don't believe Shep is friends with Craig no. anymore. No. And I don't even think Shep's really friends with Austin no. anymore. No. He's so with Taylor. It's, it's, it is hard to, it's hard to parse the relationship and why why Caleb would want to be friends with with anybody would want to make sure that Catherine was friends with all these people unless that's his problem. Well, let's talk about that. Let's yeah. kind of jump. So it, it 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 starts. Shep is talking to Taylor, just kind of about again. He sets the seed, talking about Craig, Craig and Naomi in Vegas. Craig and Naomi in Vegas. I hope, the, well, what? I hope they put a, they like put a pin in this and move on from this. Like maybe this is the first three or four episodes. And then it's like, we have a moment. We kind of almost did here between Craig and Naomi where they're like, we're fine with our relationship. Yeah. But no one else is. And we just move on from it and then have other plot lines. But I'm well, worried that's not going to happen. My thing here is, I understand that we can talk about something that's salacious, but. It seems weird that these people, like, like they're, e- everything seems personal to Shep and Austin. The fact that Naomi and... It's not about Naomi. It's that they feel 
they feel scandalized or they feel hurt because again they're men so they can't say that yeah. hurt my feelings uh that Craig didn't tell them right. this. And it seems and it seems like the only woman who's really interested in this is Leva because she likes to stir up shit. God, she looked good this episode. She, she did. got new hair or something. It looks amazing on I her. I just I, wig, I just lose looks, patience with her. I just think she is there just to poke the bear. I think she I think she's again, she's just Yeah, I think she's friends with like Naomi and that's it. Yeah, and and but it's like no one else really cares except for those two men who were butthurt that they didn't hear stories about Craig banging Naomi and yeah. how many times it was. And they can high five and laugh about it and then yeah. go talk shit about him. And like Austin, who just told Madison everything about it. Yeah. It was so. Pay, so Madison. But it goes Madison. to show there's not a lot there because, again, y'all, again. Company, the company you keep is so interesting because obviously we went harder on Paige and Summerhouse. However, in Southern Charm, Paige, she seems absolutely lovely. She's just so much more of an adult about <laughs> yeah. things than they are and not in this kind of incestuous world. Right. So she's talking to Craig and she says, Paige says, yeah, I talked to Naomi a lot. And Paige says something that's so smart and it's so true. She said... It would be more of, she said, I'm fine that y'all are friends. It would be more of a red flag to me if you couldn't talk to her because that means there's something there. It's healthy to, especially for, they were together for three or four years or maybe five years. Now they're actually starting to, had a really bad breakup. They're actually starting to move on from that. That seems like both of them are starting to be healthier mentally. Yes. And Paige is right because we see it. Mad- remember last episode, Madison came to that party and Austin completely freaked out right. and was so bothered. Instead of being like, oh, Madison's here. He clearly is not over her. Question. Do you have a hard time like not screaming insults at the television almost every time that Austin is on? I can't stand him anymore. I, I'm just repulsed by him. Uh, it's really interesting. I'm not repulsed by him, but I just, uh, I think. I wasn't there before. That's I what think I'm saying. What it, I, I kind of feel the same way about him, not as much with Shep, but, uh, but both of them, they both, um, they both make me kind of sick to my stomach in that. Because what is happening to Undercore this is the three of them were in a dysfunctional pattern. Craig, Craig is yeah. breaking the dysfunctional pattern right. and saying the behavior that you used to do is not okay for me anymore. Yeah. And the other two basically haven't grown as people for like the last five years on this show. I agree with and you. So that makes me – I agree with you though. I see Austin and I'm just kind of like – I am tired of you just playing this, I didn't know any better, I'm right. this dumb guy, well, Austin, and just not taking any responsibility and it, it for It was life. what we saw about him in Southern, I just realized, oh, it, it, was, it was Summer House. It, yeah. This completely, like now I'm seeing him in his environment. But I get, because I went hard for him on Summer, remember he triggered me that way on right. Summer House. So I think you're just, and that was a big trigger, was just, this person is... Why are they taking up space on the planet when they're right. not choosing yeah, yeah, yeah. to just like? And also, too, I think we're seeing now that Craig is 
distancing himself from the relationship, we're seeing an even grosser underside of Austin we've never seen before. Agreed. Uh, what do you think about Caleb's conversation with his mother? So here's the thing. <laughs> that, that felt real. It felt real. It was funny. Um, I do think it's a little weird that his mom's like, I was surprised that his mother was like, kind of could see Catherine's point and said, let yeah. me talk to her. The thing that I thought was a missed opportunity is I am, if a woman, <laughs> we're going to go back to this. If a woman has racist behavior and then gets in a relationship with a black man, I'm interested in seeing that. Right. I'm interested in, and the fact that Kayla said, well, we had this fight, and then they go back to barely even showing us the fight. They yeah. just show like snippets of a flashback. No, and then, it was annoying. I wrote that down too. But yet we spent all this time on Naomi and Craig, and I go, oh, so that's going to be the plot line you're pushing is Naomi and Craig, where I just think it's a missed opportunity of a show that honestly needs to do better and be and be more inclusive of black people yeah. when they haven't done a good job of it. And then had somebody in their cast who was racist. If you want to do a good job, show actual kind of I think what you're responding to with Vanita show actual stories of black people in an authentic interaction yes. with people instead of That's having them saying. and come and be teachers the black teachers educators. to quote that's educate what it people. feels like that's what it feels like and it feels like that's what vanita for caleb, is on. vanita for sure and even a little bit of caleb i agree like i bet you y'all there are no black people on this on this upper level production team of this show i think show. you're probably right but that's why that's why it gets to me that we feel like we when we have a when we have a story arc, you guys, and this is not reality. Life doesn't work like this, but reality TV does. When we have a story arc where someone either apologizes for something and everyone sits at a table and someone says, I'll do better, mm -hmm. we assume that's the end. Or that person's fired. Yeah. So the fact that she was back with a black man, and now we are still here. Who we still have not heard him comment on what his opinion that about is that true. was. That is true. And, and we are obsessed with, he seems to be obsessed with his relationship with his and Catherine's relationship with Vanita. Or it's just weird. people. And I, it almost feel like, so they show a little bit of the fight and he basically says like, I'm friends with a lot of people and all my friends say you're the problem. And I wanted to say, Kayla, why do all your friends say that she's a problem? And why don't you Probably listen to your friends? <laughs> a lot of your friends are, because we've seen him invite his friends at that party. Several of his friends are black. And right. they're probably like, bro, your girlfriend's racist. Right. And, or whatever that is. Or maybe it's not. It's it's not good that we're having to to fill in the puzzle pieces of why people say that about right. Catherine. Well, he, I think the the better problem is the better problem with Caleb is his, I like, I like everybody and you don't like anybody. And, and I will, and I want everybody to get along. I'm like, that's your problem. That's very you reductive. You might want to process that's that. That's very reductive. Yeah. That's very like, uh, everything's okay. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I, 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 when he says to Catherine, you don't like anybody. I'm like present. She, <laughs> I don't either. And Catherine really doesn't like anybody. No, no. And I agree that, like, probably, like he's telling his mom, Catherine only wants me to spend time with other people 
when she has nothing to do. I'm like, yeah, because yeah. she's a fucking narcissist. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to being in a relationship I, with a narcissist. I'm not sure why he's surprised by that. Uh, like, you could have watched all the seasons of this show. Yeah. She's a... a and diagnosable narcissist. And the way he says, I love how she commands a room when she walks in. I love how the way she's just a star. And I'm thinking. And she's a little bad girl. Yeah. That means she does stuff in the butt. But like the thing is, you know, you knew what you were getting. It made me go, oh man, are you in love with Catherine the persona yeah. and their celebrity 100%. and not Catherine as a person? So. The next thing, we see a little bit of Vanita uh, talking about uh, having 175 dresses and why she dressed up. This is, the, this is also a, a problem. Um, when you have someone who on a reality show who is an influencer, it feels a little bit like they're only there to she be there. She only has like 80,000 fans. That, but I'm but saying— her Instagram is so— Quote perfectly, most boring. I, and I, it's very I believe that I'm, I'm I'm having the problem with someone who's an influencer being on a reality show. Let me offer you a, uh, an example that works. Someone like Jamie on Bling Empire, because Jamie's like, I don't know. I just make content. I'm just trying to do what I need to do, and it shows her making that content. No, I'm agreeing with you. But I, what Vanita did, she kind of says something like, you know, it's such a weird life. Uh, I just kind of fell into it. Blah blah blah. Um, and I just written, I'm tired of this. I'm tired it's just of uninteresting. Cause yeah. Like, cut anybody producing a reality show. Somebody saying that they're an influencer is not new or novel. It's not something we go. We, it's not something that makes an it's audience eye rolling. Well, it's not, we don't, as an audience, we don't lean in anymore. No. Cause we know all of us know all about that life now. And so and it's just kind of like, and you're curating a life, which takes down your authenticity level. Because it makes us think, like, what's real for you? Exactly. Not, yeah. So I'm saying take that out of the storyline entirely. I didn't need that. Mm -hmm. Of course I know she's an influencer. Do I need to be reminded about what she loves about being an influencer? It's gross. <laughs> it's like that's, yeah. that, is the, that is the, you know, we talk about reality shows, but at least there is a, there is a leaning towards authenticity. For all of them. We want to find out what's real, even though it's not. This isn't. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. It so that way. I just felt that's why th there's so many missteps in this season. I agree. I agree. Anyway, let's talk about Austin. Austin and Leva. And so um, <laughs> they're talking on the phone. And I like that Austin's like, hey, so I called you. Uh, I called you to talk about I want to talk about prop hop. And she completely like. I don't know in her head. She's like, yeah, I'm not selling that. But she just said, oh, I, I thought you were going to call me. Um, so they talk about Olivia. I actually like Olivia. I'm here for more Olivia. I'm here for, I'm here for a for more a Olivia's different person. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm just here for it. That's maybe why I want to see Caleb more too. Yeah. I'm just here for different because people. I'm so exhausted by the current cast and their, their similar like, dynamics. I don't mind seeing Naomi because she's been gone for a while. But at this point... She doesn't do a lot for me, personally. But at this point, y'all, <laughs> bring back Landon. Let's blow it up. <laughs> no, Just blow dare, it up. Dare, see, dare. <laughs> oh, my God. And Landon. Bring back Landon. Thomas. Uh, oh, you know what? At Landon least... dates John Pringle. Calling uh, it. Never. <laughs> she will never get her hands on my Pringle. 
Once you, once you pop, you can't stop, y'all. <laughs> if that ever happened, I would go down to Charleston myself <laughs> and do an intervention. I can't say it. An intervention. An intervention. Speaking of, intervention is back, and they had it a is? two-parter on an entire family who was addicted to fentanyl. What channel? A&E. Where have you been? <laughs> I didn't know addiction. Is it the same people? Yes. Oh. The show never really went away. Oh, it just like took a couple years off. No, it's been on. <laughs> oh, I thought it took a hiatus. No, it's still good. An entire family. My I, cable's messed up, so I don't get suggestions like I used to anymore. I don't know. Like, we're talking living in one studio apartment. Uh, it doesn't matter. Mother, make, daughter, two uh, sons, and the boyfriend. The dog was, the dog had the pipe on. Wow. Woo, woo. It was. <laughs> I can't see. I think TiVo's going out of business. My TiVo's not working very well anymore. No, it's a bunch of uh, squirrels running it right and now. And other DVRs yeah. don't aren't good because that y'all that is if you don't know that was the beauty of TiVo is TiVo would learn you and yeah. then it would suggest a show and said, "Hey, maybe you're I think just- you might like this show called Intervention with this woman." Huffing uh, air cleaner cans, and you go. I don't oh, want to watch this, God. but TiVo suggested it. How many shows did you find from a TiVo? So suggest- many, so many. No other DVR does that. I feel like I'm dying. The Netflix suggestions suck. They do. They so anyway. Anyway, they just talk about Vegas. Levis Levis says I was there in Vegas, and. We also find out that Leva's, uh, that that Olivia's parents are investors in her restaurant group. Yeah. So it's another layer of of incestuous behavior in Charleston. Which you've said is Charleston. Yeah, it's Charleston, yeah. But she says, like, Olivia's great, and Austin's like, I know. She's, like, beautiful, and she gets my sense of humor, and she talks. Good my sense of humor. Medicine was short. Medicine was short. Um, so then we see – now, this is interesting – Again, she still give me give me more Patricia. At least she knows how to put on a show. Yeah. And thank you for that person that tweeted out, where's the show of Patricia auditioning butlers? <laughs> thank you, Reality Gates. Search Gage. for the next butler. Y'all tag Bravo or Whitney or Patricia on that one. That's what Southern we all need. Butlery. Southern butlery. Southern butlery. <laughs> I miss the old theme song. I wish they played the whole thing. I know. It's easy. And the birds and the bees and the one, two, three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, but, but yes, she's, she's talking. Call, yeah. Naomi's calling Pat, and she's like, I want to have a fresh start party. Not sure that's a genre. I, I don't know. Sounds like a I'm just back from rehab party. Yeah. Or, I mean, or maybe. Like that. Well, you've, haven't you had a party with exes that you said was a fresh start? But yes, but the party was just involving us too. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and there was, it was less party and more fucking. Oh, uh, yeah. you were there just to return their credit card back in their wallet so they never knew it was gone. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And then I took some money. Okay. And- uh, my favorite quote from this episode, they're talking about Naomi having problems with Catherine. I knew you were going to talk about and this. Kath- and y'all, Pat's kind of done. Not kind of. She's went, she's went back and forth of Catherine. And That's now, true. And now she's like, she's led an inelegant life because that is the worst thing you can do that according to Pat. An inelegant life. An inelegant life. She's pretty correct. I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a lot of women who who are in their 20s who Pat would consider <laughs> living an elegant life these I mean, days. 
I don't. Do you feel like maybe you, Shep's cousin Marcy? If Madison do, <laughs> didn't do your hair so well, does she leave an uh, elegant life? It's true. By the way, we're going to talk about this in a second. You know what? I'll, I will wait until she comes up, but I, 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 would, I can't wait to talk about Shep's cousin Marcy. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Austin, Olivia, Shep, and Taylor, and Bob, Carol, and Alice. But we should say Patri- Patricia, Patricia said, she finished and said, I wish her the best, but there's no connection there, so yes. no. So meaning... She wants nothing to Washed do with her hands of her. And she told Naomi, I wouldn't invite her to your party. And because she, she said, because you're known by the company you keep. Right. And she should not have invited her or Catherine. Naomi should not have went to Catherine's party. I agree with what Olivia said. Like, why go to a party if you're just going to talk shit because about the someone? The producers wanted you there. But uh, the producers wanted her there. But also remember, that's classic Naomi. It is. She used to go to shit all the time and then just bitch about the That's person true. that invited. She's done that like three or four times. That is true. It was annoying. With them. That's she, what she Naomi do that. does. That's what drives Craig so crazy. He would be like, Have you ready? I'm in the party. Why do you want to bitch about it? Just have fun. Yeah. Craig, the truth teller. So, so anyway, talk they're about. They're having that date. The. The last thing, this is just a terrible Charleston foursome. It's like a foursome like golf. Gosh. Grandpa Shep made a joke, y'all. It's a foursome joke about golf. So maybe I should call my cousin Marcy. You're out of touch. And we don't care. Okay. You know what? Before you get into this, we're going to take a commercial. And when we come back. I can't wait to talk about fucking cousin Marcy. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Oh, Lord, let's just get this over with. Maybe Sunrise Surprise? Oh, that one's pretty. No, it's got lilies. God, Jaybird lilies are for funerals. You know that. Poodle, what are you doing? By the height of your hair, I can tell you're stressed. Stress doesn't even begin to cover it, Maddie. We're about to go on tour again, so I've got to get the perfect flower arrangement picked out for Mother Poodle for her upcoming birthday. I don't know if you're aware, but she's a little choosy when it comes to flowers. I was once berated for sending a bouquet that was too pink and not enough purple. And don't even get her started on baby's breath. Cool. Whoa. Well, maybe instead of flowers this year, you could get her an original song from Songfinch. Songfinch! Yes! Our Canadian fans loved the song we had written for them. And a Songfinch original song won't arrive with a bunch of half-dead flowers and weeds. Cool. Sissies, are you trying to find the perfect gift for someone special in your life but feeling overwhelmed? Finding a truly unique gift that they'll actually love can be challenging and frustrating. That's why we're so excited we discovered Songfinch. It's such an amazing, thoughtful gift, and it's easy and fun to make. That's right. Songfinch lets you create an original radio-quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, 
what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. They also have unique add-ons that make the gift even more special, like a vinyl record of your song or a -a one-of-a-kind piece of art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. And y'all, we were absolutely blown away by our song, Finch Song. They had all of our inside jokes in it, and our sissies loved it. It really summed up everything we wanted to say to our fans for helping us get to where we are today. Whether your song is for Father's Day, an upcoming graduation, wedding, or an anniversary, or even a mother poodle birthday gift, or just a gift to show your loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in one of Song Finch's top artists. Don't waste another dollar on more stuff. Get a radio quality original song that's totally unique to your relationship. It only takes four to seven days, but the song will last forever. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gift it to can listen to it anytime, anywhere. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Marcy, Marcy, Marcy. Okay, just replace... Marcy and saying, "This is the cousin Oliver of this season." Yep, yep. we have jumped the shark. This is Fonzie on those care skis. about this bomb <laughs> man. Now, this is she's obviously been brought in as as a kind of foil for uh, maybe Patricia didn't want to be on the season that much. There's ding, one. Ding, ding. There's ding, ding. one other kind of high class woman. You called this actually last season. You said now she's. You said, and I'm going to paraphrase. Paraphrase, but you basically said something of you were. We obviously we were very glad that Thomas Ravenel is off yes. the show because he's a piece of shit. But you said this show was originally going to be called, I think, Southern Gentlemen. Yes. So now, what is this show about? If it's not about this high upper class system in Charleston. Enter Cousin Marcy. And there we go. Yes. Yeah. This is now, this is someone who's going to be kind of on Shep's side to represent kind of high, quote unquote, high Southern culture or old <sighs> South culture. But listen, they literally had to get 
the pregnant cousin who can't drink or party or do anything <laughs> because that's all they could find who would want to uh, show up what? and be on this show. I'm kind of here for her. I she's not as stodgy as I thought she might be. But out of it just seems so fucking random that we're talking about Shep's cousin Marcy. And if I was to invite to invent a name of a of a character who would die in the first ten minutes mm-hmm. of something, it would be cousin Marcy. Yeah, yeah, usually. <laughs> it seems such an yeah. innocuous. Uh-huh. Have you met my cousin Marcy? Mm-hmm. She dies. First ten minutes of Elvis just thank, dies because of Marcy, sir. like Marcy from and Pesmerette Patty. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. So we, let's we're going to this. He has a rainbow bride cup that says Squad Goals. Yes. <laughs> so maybe I do. So he does, y'all, and I love it. You do I'm love big, rainbow bride. I'm a big fan of the whole family. <laughs> Blue boy, peach, peach princess. You really know all of them, don't Apricot you? Apricot Andrea. No, I don't know their names. Who? They, who's and the, Starlight, the big gay horse. The and group, Twink. Who's the yellow one? I don't know. I honestly don't know their names. One of them was named Blue Boy because he was doing that up and at him, the gym queen. Oh, Wow. And he's gay. Blue Boy he is seems gay. real gay. Oh, he is a twink. No, there's already a twink. He's a gym queen. Oh, he's a top. No. No, okay. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> no, that is a fallacy. Not all gym queens are tops. Did he get fucked by the grape guy and then feels bad about it? The grape guy? Isn't that the mean guy on, on Star Wars Shortcake? Lurky. The guy who isn't... Oh, I'm confusing. Who's the guy who's the grape and he's a mean grape person? We've talked about this before. I'm not following. Isn't that Rainbow Bride? I don't talk about it all the Okay, I have to move on. God, everything is so scattered. Everything is just so scattered. Um, so Naomi's having a party uh, and we see Wilson, her gay. Yes. I'm... I'm I, I need more. I need more shady, sassy Southern gays. I'm well, we so- had the one, but he pissed off Patricia, and he got written off Cooper. the show. Oh, Cooper, oh, yes. Cooper, y'all, remember Cooper? So, y'all, there. Uh, Madison shows up. Olivia shows up. Madison shows up with Vanita. Vanita is Shep with cousin Marcy. Cousin Marcy. Everyone's there. Uh, then they're talking about Shep's talking about Marcy. She's like she's probably got more money than. Patricia, she's the only one who can compare to Patricia, and they're like, and they're talking about Jupiter Island. Says, well, it is my family. Yeah, the, the sides, the sides of her family. You, you're grossed out by that. I'm used to it because that's what it's like there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're, you're, are you, is Oklahoma like that where they say this because they, you, you, it's only important where how far you can trace your name back and what side of the family it is. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense to me. I don't approve of it. But, Picture Mike Condom. Sorry. But does that is that just not done in Oklahoma? No. We're, yeah. uh, uh, people ask who's your kin, and there's a little bit of that. Yeah. But we were founded on a totally, again, land run. Literally people right. went off on a shotgun and staked your claim. So it's much more this kind of frontier style of, and I see why certain types of, of uh, political ideologies have taken hold so much in Oklahoma because it really is like 
you do everything by your own bootstraps. Nobody right. A very individualist state. Weirdly, South Carolina is like that too, but for different reasons. Yeah, but for different reasons, yeah. But it, when they would say, We're, we look like this side of the family because of this, I'd heard all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, some of my relatives try to say that is a blah this side of the family the blah 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 side and I'm like you we come most of us come from trash you just admit that yeah um, I don't come from a people don't care southern that, family people did that like in Oklahoma people or even Texas people would kind of like roll their eyes at them right but in especially this part of South Carolina but no it's a big deal so yeah. I like that you it you're saying. You're just—it's a normalized thing. It's there a very just, normal thing for him yeah. to say we look like this side of our family because, it, or we come from this side. So the roses were probably his father, uh, but the others—the other part of the family goes back much, much further. Yeah, and everyone has in South Carolina. Uh, we, you know, you you say I'm from this part. There's like four types of families. Your your mother's. Your mother's mother, your father's mother, your your father's father's father, your father's mother, and you you fa- you follow all those as much as you can, and you sounds incestuous. <laughs> no, I'm saying you 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 relate to no, but I get by, it, yeah. by their surname you say oh like for uh, those uh, that's the paces that's the pace side of the family that's this. Is we there do. one side of the family that y'all that your parents started to follow and then just said. We're not yeah. talking about that side. Yeah, I'm not going to say which one. I feel like we all have that one. Yeah. <laughs> the further you go up, the more you learn. The more you want to close that book real fast. So that's why I'm like that. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, y'all, cousin Marcy, they have a place at Jupiter Island. Uh, that's a very exclusive. I even I've heard of that. Yeah, place in Florida. And I guess that's what they're talking about, Jupiter Island yeah. Club. And it is it is a legacy. Like, someone has to kind of die before you get a house. But so who fucking what? Who cares? Life's too short. Life's too short. Um, I think we do find out that Marcy was a party girl who kind of got married. and But now she's pregnant, and she's just going to talk about how Chep needs to have kids, and it's going to be a boring plot line. Now, we're... Did your mouth drop like mine when we heard that Taylor wasn't on birth control? What the fuck? I was surprised. So, but she And spoiler alert, if you are injured, so fast about relationships and who's together and not. So fast forward uh, 30 seconds. But apparently sissies have told us, Shep and Taylor, we were wrong. They are still together. Yeah. But Catherine and Caleb are not. That makes better sense now that we've seen. Sense. But... This idea of Taylor, why, why would you not be on birth control? And it's not that she says, I can't take birth control. She said, I'm not on birth control right now. That means you're actively trying to get pregnant? Either you're actively trying together to get pregnant or you're trying to lock him down. Right. One of the two. And he has kind of intimated that she doesn't want to get married yet. And he definitely doesn't want to get married no. yet. And he's like, I'm not old enough to start popping out kids. Gosh. Uh, actually, I know people your age from my hometown that are grandparents. Right. But it's kind of like, and of course I wrote down, of course he's pulling out every time because he's so terrified of having a child because that would make him old. And That, that would. That's what it is. Make him old. Exactly. And But it's kind of like, I want to tell her 
I don't I, I don't have a ton. I don't really know her that well. Mm-hmm. I think we've seen people do like her. We haven't seen a lot of her. She's fine. She's fine. But at this point, I'm like, why is the fuck up, honey? I think she'd be fun in real life. On the reality show, she's kind of like. Uh. But it's just like, it just made me go, what's. Are you that dumb? Maybe she's not dumb. Maybe she's taking a... We don't know her family or where she comes from. Maybe she's taking That's a true. book from Poodle Boudreaux. Ooh, possibly. You get, you get a little pregnant. Then you get married. Get a little pregnant. Because get it, a little ring. It's harder to <laughs> sign that marriage prenup with your pregnant with their child. That is true. It's going to give you more sway. And then it's also, have that baby... Send that baby off to boarding school or whatever. Ooh, haven't you heard of a little thing you, called boarding school? You get divorced three years later, and then you go live your maybe, life and have all this money. Maybe she's a genius. <laughs> What's interesting, though, is it also saves you, if you do get pregnant, it also saves you from having to convince the Rose family that you're the right girl for him yes. to marry. Yeah. So maybe she is. Now, I would never want to marry Shep, uh, unfortunately. So maybe. But. Maybe. Maybe as in Pippin, she's on the right track. Yeah. I do believe that Shep has one of the ugliest penises. It's not one of the smallest penises, but it is ugly. I don't think it's attractive. <laughs> Maybe we're wrong. I just have this Maybe feeling. we're wrong. Maybe. It's just all like carbuncled and tra- and like cha- probably yeah. probably just a- It'd be like if a dick had rheumatoid arthritis. <laughs> Or, or the fact he has had so many uh, horrific STDs. Yes, that they it's just had. It's been chipped away. Yeah, chipped away. That, maybe that's why he's shooting blanks because maybe some some something of herpes sterilized him a long Possibly. time ago, or something syphilis has just sterilized. Him. Possibly. You know yeah. what? I saw. I mean, this is. I saw, and I looked. It's legit. I saw like uh, Instagram suggested. And this guy, actually, who's like 27 years old, because of what's happened with uh, with Roe v. Wade in our country, he went and got a vasectomy. He said, because if women can't protect themselves, I'm going to protect the women that I'm wow. with. And I can get a reverse vasectomy. That's I was wonderful. kind of blown away by that. And well, not not I'm I'm not, not I'm not saying it's wonderful that, he, that it's like wonderful everyone go get a vasectomy but I'm like wow what a show of support what a support which by the way if you want to show a show of support y'all go to we're our charity this month in the Sissy Squad is the Bridget Alliance which helps women uh, uh, that are seeking an abortion it's particularly in other states After, especially 15 weeks around yeah, that it helps time. their travel expenses uh, we also because this means a lot to Jake and I we uh, we and also I think it's a new thing you can do a, a fundraiser on Instagram so if you're not yes. in the Facebook group you go to our Instagram group you can give just go to our Instagram we don't have an Instagram yeah, group. Um, <laughs> Both of those uh, go direct uh, the Facebook and the Instagram. It goes directly to the charity. It's not a check to us that no. we send. It just goes right to them. So anyway, you can go to our socials or the Facebook group. Look at the post. Speaking speaking of reproduction. Speaking of yes <laughs> yes. Anyway, that just so, reminded me that. Uh, thank you for that. So there's this there's this t- time when and ba- basically cousin Marcy's like well never too late to have kids but they're talking about that Marcy says I was like an old maid and Olivia and Taylor are talking about yeah people are like saying when are you going to pop out a baby your eggs are old at 20 that is true in the deep south yeah yeah you're you're especially in Charleston it's like why are you what are you doing yeah why aren't you having kids yet and Craig again all the pressures on the women 
She's putting some, but Craig is, I think, our age. Isn't he, or old? You're talking about Art Shep. Uh, Shep. How old is Shep? Shep is over 40. Yeah, or 40, I believe. How old is Shep Rose? So, Austin, why is Austin even talking to Madison? I guess. He's 42. Yeah, I was going to say he's a little bit older. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's, uh, Austin's talking to Madison, and Madison is kind of like, sh- kind of like, Shading him about Naomi and giving and giving uh, him a hard time. Wait, is this Craig? I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, well, it's weird that so they show up at this party and the whole time. I know he's processing, but it is weird that Craig the whole time is just like, oh my god, the last time I was here, I had just waxed my butthole and it was <laughs> so so smooth. I remember those snack trays. Yeah, remember those snack make? trays. And then I moved out in the middle of the night. Wow. And I'm just going, <laughs> I know you have that in your inside voice. Don't say it. I just would never say that on my outside voice. Well, I think I think Craig has very little control of that. But there's also, if you think It makes of, him endearing to me a little bit. It does. Yeah. It makes, if you look back or look later to his conversation with Naomi... There is this kind of way that, like, I so at first I was like, that's really weird. But then I went, wait, is Craig kind of situating himself to be, I'm going to have radical honesty with Naomi and be radically honest I about th- this? Because that's the only way I can kind of get through this. I think that's partially it. And I, th- I think that's it. Yeah. And it's very admiring that a man, a straight cis man, can be that vulnerable. He's been that way for about the last three seasons now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, he's the only one. Now, does he act like a child? Yeah. And does he act, does he, but is he, but at least he's having emotions, unlike Shep, who it's only anger and resentment. And Austin, people. who's only confusion and then uh, excited because someone threw a ball and he has to go fetch it. Exactly. So, there, but, but yes, but that is where he's, uh, yes, Madison is kind of like, uh, she's kind of shading him. She's like, and and then I'm, and I was like, and they're both giving him a hard time because they're both teaming up on Craig again, and I know that's what they did a lot in their relationship. Yeah, which is one of the reasons that, besides how Austin was was kind of bullied in a way by by Madison during their relationship, the reason why Craig doesn't like Madison is because of how she probably treated him. Yes. Yeah. And it's weird because Craig will hold a grudge with the way someone treats his friend, but Austin won't. He'll just right. run back. It, it it did make me laugh when Madison said, both of you are wearing matching shirts. You really need to work this out. <laughs> like, you need she, to get over this. She's entertaining. She's I'll give her that. I will say before that, I was very entertained when Craig was talking to Naomi, and he's like drinking a cup, and she's like, Craig. You shouldn't chew ice. Not a lot of people like it when you chew ice. It's I not was, attractive. And at one point, she's like, he's like, I'll do whatever I want to. And it's weird how she, it reminds me. She gets of, right back into it. That's old school Naomi and Craig. And then you see Craig is just like, no. Yes. I'm not falling Good into that pattern. You. It's, it, th- that is, it is, it's not interesting seeing everybody talk about Naomi and Craig like it's old. But it is interesting seeing the two of them work this out. And it is, it's weird watching her say, so, do you want your I told you so moment? You were right. 
And like, what do you think her intentions are behind things like that? I think it's a little bit. She's going back. The old pattern that they had before. Right. Is was. I have an idea, but I want to. I'm going to like. It's like, I'm going to slap you. You're going to slap me. And then we're going to look at each other hot and heavy and then make out. Right. Exactly. So like that has been the dynamic of their relationship. And then eventually. Naomi realized I have to slap Craig like 20 times before I get turned on or 200 times before I get turned on. Right. Whereas like a year ago, it was like one slap did it for me. Right. Now I'm exhausted because I'm literally slapping him before I can feel something in this. Yes. But I'm saying, what do you think her motivation is by saying? So I think the motivation is old patterns. Like that's what she's I, going. But what about yeah. your I told you so moment? Like when she's like, you were right. What do you think? What do you think? Is by giving him that validation. I thought. I think she thought he would come back at her and they would fight and yeah, then yes. slap each other and then that turned on and then they fuck again and they want to fuck again. Yeah, she wants to keep fucking him. And Craig was just he didn't say I told. I you. know. He just kind of said no. I was. I was. Just, that's what I was saying. Yeah. She is. She is doing exactly what she used to do, like using old patterns of being kind of over overly critical for no reason, seemingly, yeah. and then throwing him a bone. Yeah. And uh which is interesting when you look at it if she thought about it she got out of the relationship with Craig and the roles reversed and she ended up getting with someone who yep. was overly, very overly critical of her. Yeah. So she knows what it feels like now. Yep. So the only thing I we want to talk about Let's talk about the ladies waiting this room This bathroom fight. Boy. Um I still don't really know what happened here. I don't all it so Olivia but they were talking about it, and they only well, talk about the party. It is Vanita I forget Mad, her name. Madison 2. Oh Madison 2. Yes, <laughs> dark haired Madison. And someone else. Um, Madison is two. it Leva? Who was it? It was Vanita Madison uh Patricia was there. I think she left though. But Leva I think was there. I think it was Leva. Yeah, Leva was there. And then um, Naomi and Olivia. Yes. And so Olivia's just saying, to, she's like, you know, I think with the party, Catherine was frustrated with what you said on Twitter. And then Olivia said, but I don't know why you went because I heard you say, remember we had the conversation. And again, we see a flashback, not how it was edited, really kind of made Catherine look terrible and made Naomi look like this. And right. it wasn't. Naomi was there fucking bad talking Catherine and saying right. like I don't know why I'm here like literally talking trash about her right and she's Olivia saying so I didn't know why you came there the way I looked at it Naomi brought up the party yes so it's not like Olivia walked in and said hey I want to talk to you about this right Naomi brought it up Olivia's just giving her well, no, account. They're, they're shit talking the party right when Olivia comes up so, and so Olivia kind of gives her account but then Benita goes like, what's she doing? Who are Why? you? Who are you? No. Hello, irrelevant. <laughs> irrelevant. What did I, I did Irrelevant irre, irre, or something like that. <laughs> I did the same thing. I, for some reason, I, I pronounced that word incorrectly. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Irre, hello, irrelevant. It does feel a little bit like, who are you, irrelevant? Y'all love after lockups coming back at the I, end of the month. I will say, this is one of the worst things you can do to someone who's kind of new to a group. Just by yes. saying, who are you? 
I'm kind of glad Benita realized that she and did. apologized. I, and, that was, Grad. and it was such a great moment because yeah. we rarely see that in reality television. Yeah. And so Olivia said, you need to calm down, y'all. I'm just going to tell you as a rule, just from family and friends, <laughs> don't tell a black woman to calm down only because they've been told that their yep. entire lives. Yep. So you could tell that triggered Benita. She said, don't tell me that. And but then see this is where I agree with you. I'm sorry, I just moved and I you kind just of touched me. Touched Gross. your leg. Yeah. Ooh. Gross. Stop it! Stop Ooh. it! Stop it! Stop it! Um, what do we do with this as a show? When you're a show of mostly white people, another person of color, Leva, is married to a black man and has a black child. She is not white as well. But what do you do when you're trying to, like you said, they're having a conversation and then Venita says yeah you can't tell me to calm down because Catherine was racist and I showed up at that party and felt welcome right conversation's done there is nothing to do how do we how do you as a white person I would can say okay because anything I say would feel like you're done make me seem like I was not being an anti-racist I was being insensitive and then Olivia just said okay I'm gonna bounce and they're like, what do you, of course you're going to. And, and Vanita's like, oh, you're leaving the conversation. And I'm like, what no, are you going to say? <laughs> you brought in yourself about Catherine, that racial stuff that had nothing to do with Naomi and or, Catherine. Or also Olivia talking about and what, the, what she's talking about. The 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 conversation they were having about the Instagram thing had something about Catherine trying to ruin Kat Cameron's marriage Cameron. had nothing to do so this is all stuff from two seasons ago that were that yeah. that isn't resolved and we're bringing in new cast members to talk about it who weren't even involved again who aren't part so yes Vanita's talking about it but I'm like honey you weren't literally there like Naomi and Catherine never been the best of friends no. But they have a history of knowing each other right. and being in the emotional circle for years. Currency. And Vanita doesn't have the emotional no. currency in this. And it, it's made neither even worse. Le, neither does Leva. No. Madison, too, has more emotional I currency. I would agree. And she still doesn't have a lot, but she yeah. knows them more. Now, somebody could go and say, well, Olivia doesn't know them at all either. That's true. But Olivia... Had this conversation, but Naomi dumped on Olivia at this party right. about Catherine. And so she was giving, I thought, a better outsider. Like if, if, if we had seen a flashback of Naomi or of Catherine having like a right. hard conversation with Vanita at the party, but we never saw that. Vanita talked to Caleb. We never saw Vanita talk to Catherine. It's, it, it's, it's, so it's, it, it's, it's just unrelatable. It basically, it basically said, if if you defend basically what those three women at that bench were sitting is if you said anything pro Catherine you were immediately racist yeah that's what it felt that's like that's what it felt like and that's a really bad place to be in for a show because and i i i just want if we need to explore this more as a show then don't be afraid of it and explore this the racism of Catherine more or but we I Put thought a pin we in it. did that, but so that and that's what I'm saying. I'm agreeing with you. Right. Like, let's either or keep going, or if they still thought she was racist, fire her. Or like, you know what I would love that they would... fired Jenny. They fired Who's Jenny. Jenny from Salt Lake City. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jenny from Salt Lake but City. But it's yeah. like, 
I don't understand why she wasn't fired. I agree. So if we're going I, I to. I think she should have been. I would agree. Yeah. So if we're going to keep doing this, if we're going to, I guess if we're going to keep letting it, we, we already did it in one season where she was talked to by so many other cast members. If we still don't think she's repentant for her actions, or if she still doesn't, we, we don't believe that. I don't know if I believe that. If, if that's true, are we still going to continue to bring it up? Like, and with, it, with cast members who have nothing to do with it. And it's clear Catherine has no black friends that are willing, if she does, that are willing to be on, to be the, on the show. show. Yeah. Because her, clearly her and Vanita aren't friends at all. No. But it seems like Vanita and Caleb know one another. So couldn't we even have a, I, I would appreciate a conversation where Vanita sits down with Caleb and says, how can you be with her? How does that work for you? At least yeah. that is like a somewhat Caleb's invested in Catherine. Right. No, I think that so would it's kind be a of fair a, conversation. I feel like it's just a missed opportunity. I agree. Anyway. Anyway, Vanita does apologize because she kind of, I think it's a hair trigger for her because she's still very offended. And so, and that's. Which makes sense. I actually really understand that. She should be offended. Like, that's really hurtful. And I don't think we're saying that. Vanita can't have her feelings about that. We're just saying from a reality show perspective, there's just not the emotional currency. And and, and it, why do why do you care, Vanita? Disengage. Like it makes me feel the only reason you quote care is because you're, you're on the being show paid to be and the social police. That's why it feels inauthentic. And it whereas she was really friends, it would be I guess more riveting to watch. But also again, it's just. Y'all, if don't be friends with racist people, right? Like, I, see, full but, stop. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that is the issue at all. They are definitely not friends. She has been contracted to be on this show and form this very inauthentic conversation uh, relationship with this person In she doesn't way, like. I. I mean, she agreed to do it, but also I feel for her because, God, you've got to be like the the social no, justice warrior on has, this show. She's, she's got the shit in the stick. Because really? she has to, she has to do this, and I, I would have told her definitely not to if I was her yeah. friend. Because y'all, they don't get paid that much. I guess she's getting exposure for her influencer stuff, but I don't know. It just again, it's like people of color are not here to educate us. On no, this. and that's but what I, it feels like. It feels doing. like that. It feels. It felt like that last season. Yeah, and it feels like this this season. It's, unfortunately, it's kind of hard to watch. It's it's ding ding ding. This is where I arrived yeah. at. <laughs> no, well, I mean, there's other things that are hard to watch, but yeah. So anyway, we kind of so that's that. But then we kind of get this. I thought we get this Leva and uh, Naomi are talking. Get over it. And Leva's like, I thought you were gonna get back together. And then Austin does this weird thing, like he's like, Oh, what are you talking about? Can I come down and fit? Is it weird if I sit in the middle? And I'm but just like, I want to scream at Leva, graduate high school already. Again, I think she's because this woman has this woman has kid or kids, two kids. Uh, she's got kids and several restaurants that she's running in them. And that probably suffered a lot in the middle, middle of the pandemic. So bitch is like, yeah, I need a paycheck. I guess. I guess. Say something more interesting. Yeah. Than what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how she is. I, again, I think she'll probably be more interesting on her show. I'm not watching that show. <laughs> no, I don't care about shows like that. But um, so anyway, there Craig comes over and they're talking about how many. It's like, so you only told us we you slept with like Naomi one time, 
And he's like, no, I told you it was twice. Yeah. Conversation over. Austin's like. And he's like, but that's not what you did. No, and then Austin says, right in front of Naomi, he's like, well, this is before Craig. He's like, the way Austin, basically before Craig came over, Austin says, the way Craig describes it is that, like, he said, yeah, she finally realized I was right. I was, And then she came calling, like, kind of scrambling back into me. And basically, like, she realized she kind of threw everything away. And also he described you as really clingy. He's just, he's just, y'all, he's just trying to do character assassination on someone he considers his friend. If Craig Wood did say this, we haven't seen it. But this is the ultimate bro code violation. It, but it's typical Austin. It's so awful, though. It, it's what he, and that is, and so Craig walks up and he's like, this is awkward. And I then that's him. where he and Naomi talk. And Craig, again, this is why I do, either Craig's a great liar, but I, historically, Craig hasn't shown himself to be a liar. Austin has. Yes. And Craig said to Naomi, why is this weird? And that's where Naomi was like, she calls it, like she even basically says, to paraphrase, she says, well, I basically knew Austin was full of shit and was trying to rile me up. Right. So it's like everybody knows Austin's garbage. Just full of shit. (laughs) And she said, it was so clear that he was trying to hurt me. And Craig even, she repeated what he said, and Craig said, that's actually a mean thing to say. And he said, I didn't say any of that. I, and we know, Craig said, I haven't talked to Austin about this at all. And basically, Craig kind of said, I hope this maybe puts a button in things, where he said, look, we had an amazing experience with me. I wish you knew me today. That's he a kind of makes a joke. statement. He yeah. said, I show up to the airport on time. He said, I wish you knew I wish you would have known the me I am today back then. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it felt a little bit like closure for them. It, I don't think it is. And because she said, I, because she said a line in like in her testimonial, like, even though I don't think she's over it, that kind of alluded that like, it was just that one time thing and now we're moving past it. I hope that's true. I, I think don't know. they're going to get. They're going to get more rumor mongers in here, and Paige is going to finally hear about it, and she's going to get irritated finally. I just hope it's not building up. Again, Paige said, I talked to Naomi a lot. They didn't show any of that at the party. They did not. Probably they didn't show it at the party because there was no drama in it because Paige doesn't want to have drama about it. Right. No, it's just, I. They want to kind of make this cat fight of two women and I don't think Naomi and Paige are ever going to do that no and I'm I'm just it is ridiculous that we are trying to make when the two people who are at the center of this really seem to be the most two biggest adults that y'all we can't mind drama from from this type of dryness (laughs) no it's just they're being honesty Y'all, when drama only lives in secret, only drama only gets by with secrets. Yeah. And if they're not being secretive, it, the drama is only in everyone else talking about it, which is tedious. It's why Poodle has three phones. <laughs> Lots of drama. Just got a fourth. Um. <laughs> I'm like Ty. Hold on, there's some ramen on the stove. Hold on. All right, everybody. That's the show. That's Southern Charm. We're going to be talking. So I, it actually will be. 
We're still going to do a Southern Charm recap next week, but we will be talking about next week's episode and kind of this season. That'll be the episode we talk about with Ronnie. Yes. Yeah, because that'll be like three days before our yes. Austin show. Yes. Um, again, y'all, 90 Day Fiance this Sunday. We will not be putting it out on our regular scheduled program because this episode of 90 Day Fiance uh, that's coming out on July 3rd, we will be recapping part the one Dallas and Austin on our shows. Dallas show and part two on our Austin show. Yep. And then San Diego will be is our 10 million download show. As well as the following weeks, which is, I believe, this this will be this week for 90 Day Fiance for our live shows. This week will be season nine, episode 12, part one in, in Dallas. Season nine, episode 12, part two in Austin. Then season nine, episode 13, part one in San Diego. And then part two we'll be doing in Denver. Yes, 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 yes. So... There you go. Oh, yeah, because it changed because we're not yep. doing Salt Lake City now. So, yeah, yep. there you go. Uh, Salt Lake City, maybe next time. So, um, or maybe, maybe Vegas. Uh-oh. We can't sing Liza. We can't get into this. Y'all, we'll see you next time. Uh, and remember, next time. Don't come back now. You hear? I forgot it. Again. I know. Well, now it's time to say goodbye to Poodle and to Matt. And they would like to thank you folks for listening to their chat. You're all invited back next week, but please, before we're through, just mosey down to iTunes and leave us a review. Poodle, you and reviews, you're shameless. That's what they call me in college. Y'all come come back back now, now, you hear? Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.